welcome to Our Parents Did What? A Tour of the Parenting Perils of Yesteryear. I'm Diane Aragona. And I'm your co-host, Jen Tierney. Join us as we travel back in time to take a look at the sometimes unbelievable history of parenting. It's time for a mini episode. So I want to tell you a little bit about Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yes! I'm so excited that you're doing that one. Good, good, good. Yes. Bill Nye is like a true hero of mine. I just love him. And when I read about like the history of the show and about him, I was just like, I didn't think I could love you any more than I already do, but I do now. So (laughs) Bill Nye the Science Guy was a show that aired on PBS for six seasons and 100 episodes. Wow. It ran from 1993 to 1999. It was nominated for 23 Emmy Awards and won 19 of them. Crazy. That is crazy. I know. Bill Nye, he's so good. So Bill Nye the person, (laughs) Bill Nye the person was an engineer, a mechanical engineer who worked at Boeing on the 747 aircraft um, and on its design. And he, he invented a specific part that did something really critical to the like in flight plane stuff. I don't know. Mechanical engineering is too much for me. But that was in the late 70s. So in like 77, he was doing that. Eight years before I was born, he was like working on the Boeings. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. So he's living in Seattle. He was doing that work. And I guess his, his life was just too serious. So he decided that like on the side, he'd become a stand up comic. So he he found like a little comedy troupe in Seattle and like a place that he could go and do stuff at. The way he got into it was he entered a contest at a comedy place near where he lived, I guess, that was a, a Steve Martin lookalike contest and he won. Oh my God, I could see that. <laughs> right? So funny. So he won this contest. And then from from there on, he he like joined a sketch comedy troupe and, you know, like did all this stuff in that like world while he was still like mechanical engineering and so over time he cultivated this science guy persona and basically what he would do is he'd get up on stage and he'd do these demonstrations and experiments but like humorously in a way that was entertaining like like kind of like Gallagher smashing watermelons but like with liquid nitrogen you know he had created this persona and he eventually got like referred to as the science guy in a bit and that's how like that name was created and then he and a couple of his friends decided they wanted to try to pitch this as an actual show so they worked for like four years to try to pitch the show and get somebody to buy it they were trying to explain to people that it was like mr wizard meets peewee's playhouse (laughs) and they then had to retract that part of the pitch in 91 because of what happened with yeah (laughs) and so then they started to sell it as mr wizard meets mtv and so finally somebody at pbs was like oh this like a local pbs subsidiary was like oh this seems really great let's do a pilot and see how it goes so they did the pilot and then like pbs loved it they picked it up for a full season and then like every pbs member station wanted to carry it and it was like it just took off and Bill Nye personally went on to secure funding from the National Science Foundation and the U.S. Department of Energy as part of that so that they could, like, get more money to, you know, make it. There was also, at the same time, the Children's Television Act came out, which had specific requirements of television stations to 
limit the number of commercials that children would see and to also meet certain educational and information requirements. So like you'd have to have a certain amount of content that was specifically educational or whatever. So all of these different stations wanted to pick up for syndication Bill Nye's show because it was like it was fun, it was quirky and it was like a little bit silly, but it was about science. And so it was the first show to ever simultaneously air on both public and commercial stations because everybody wanted it to meet their education needs. It ticked all the boxes. It ticked all the boxes. So then in 99, so the show had ended in, what did I say, 97? Oh, no, in 99. 99, yeah. It ended in 99, but then in 99, after the show ended, Noggin, which was owned by Nickelodeon, picked it up like picked up the full show for syndication and they hired Bill Nye to come on and do these shorts, these little segments that would run in between television shows. Um, So it would be like Bill Nye explains X and it would be like a four minute or three minute video or whatever that would just be like him talking about something. And so he, he was on that contract for several years and made a bunch of shorts for Noggin. And then in 2017, Netflix did a reboot called Bill Nye Saves the World which was specifically aimed at the adults who grew up watching his show. Well, and I have not watched that yet. Amazing. It was so good. It was like I three need to seasons. Watch that. Yeah, it was really, really good. Cause it was just like he he basically talks to you as like, hey, we go a long ways back. Aww. I spent a lot of time helping you learn about science as a kid. And now it's your turn to like, you're the adult now. You're the adult in the room. And here's how we're going to save the world. And it's just, it's just great. And like, it touches you in all those it really like goosebumps. Places. I really need to watch that. I know. It's really good. He's just a lovely person. So because this was on PBS and because there was so much science and research involved in like the show in general, they did a ton of research and studies into the impact that the show had on its audience. And so surveys found that the viewers, one, enjoyed science more than non-viewers, two, made more observations than non-viewers, and three, used more sophisticated classifications than non-viewers. So wow. they were just better rounded and and better able to like see the world around them for what it was and, you know, classify things appropriately and stuff. So, so yeah, it did a lot for young audiences. And I mean, he's still an iconic figure in pop culture. And he's just like, I mean, he's funny. And I consider him to be like a really... I don't know, educated scientific person. Funnily enough, he has but one degree from Cornell in mechanical engineering, and that is it. I thought for sure that man had PhDs coming out his butt. No, but no. I remember reading that about him at some point, that he's he's not a scientist Mm-mm. per se. Like, you know, he doesn't have yeah. like a like a Bachelor of Science or anything. Like Well he d- yeah, he has well, a, I guess a BS, a BS in, in mechanical engineering, yeah. yeah. But he's but, not but like, like a you know he's not a chemist. He's not yeah. like yeah, he's not like Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know. But I think maybe that's why he was able to explain things in terms that kids could understand. Yeah. He's super relatable. And yeah. He's yeah, he can talk about things in ways that people can like really absorb and that are funny. Like that's he's an entertainer on top yeah. of being a science guy. So yeah. My eighth grade science teacher was obsessed with Bill Nye. So whenever we'd have like a new unit, the first thing he would do is show us whatever Bill Nye had video about it was yeah. on that subject. And then we would like dive into it. Yep. And and he, yeah, he loved Bill Nye. And I remember feeling like it was fun and it was smart of him to like incorporate television into the lesson. And yeah. then that would kind of take us off into yeah, what we were going to do. That's great. Oh, 
That's so good. Yeah, I love when teachers use those like PBS programs to kind of mm-hmm. like jumpstart their lessons. A lot of people now are using Crash Course for that, which is it was originally done by John and Hank Green, but now I think they just executive produce it and they have other people like actually teach the courses, but they're like these little 5 to 10 minute long lessons that like the full course is maybe 20 of them but you could hypothetically sit down and watch like all of American history from this crash course oh wow so a lot of teachers will start they'll they'll base their because the show is like based on U.S. standard curriculum and then like each teacher a teacher will like start each class with one of these little things oh cool it's great and they're really fun So you can find us online in many places. We are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we are always at OPDW Podcast. You can send us email at OPDWpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to give us a review on whatever podcast listening platform you use, we're always thrilled to get those. They really help people find the show and they just fill our hearts with so much love. Yes. And our music is by Theo Rosenberg. So thank you, Theo. Thank you, Theo. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.